planning is something that we all know we need to do, um, but it's not always a particularly fun exercise, especially the first time you do it, because there's a lot of thinking that goes into it. Um, and even having an idea of how to go about it can sometimes be a little bit overwhelming. So that's what I'm going to go over today. Um, I like to I like to have a plan. I do like to write things down, um, and it, it is easier to get through a year when you can see the things that you want to do. So sit back, grab a cup of tea, and we will get into it in one moment. Welcome to Money with Alpha, where I share simple tips for how to make, save, and invest money while also connecting your values with your lifestyle so you can achieve the life you really want. You will also hear interviews from real people as they share the ups and downs of their money journey. After all, we are all on a journey, and what better way to learn about money than to hear what hasn't and has worked. So planning. (laughs) Well, it's nearly the end of 2022. And while it's a kind of a wind down period, just start to think about the things that you, what 2022 brought. Um, But that also will start the ball rolling with what 2023 will bring and what you want it to bring. Because if you don't, what happens is life just kind of randomly happens and there's one thing and the next thing and it's sort of controlled by everybody except you. Um, And then you start to feel a little bit kind of overwhelmed or down because things just don't feel right because it's not your life it's other people's sort of impositions in a way on your life that things are happening and that's not to say that things don't kind of just slide in Um, I remember a couple of years back I had all these plans for for a particular year and then my father um, was getting divorced. And so I stepped in to help with the, the financial settlement side of it and um, the negotiations and the lawyers and all of that. And of course, that just completely derailed about six months of my year. Um, but there, but the fact that I still had some plans made it easy to when there was sort of like ebbs and flows in the things that needed to be done, I had things that I could focus on. And it also helped keep me sane because then I could focus on the things that I wanted to and that I had kind of in my in my sights as some stuff that I could control <laughs> rather than a lot of other things which I could not. So it's it's a really it's a it's a valuable thing to do. Um, and so I because I and I have I am harping a little bit on it. So I've written a blog post which I'll put in the show notes. Um, and I do have a free download of the actual template that I use to complete, which um, I find useful. It's colourful, it's light, it's not intimidating at all. Um, it's pretty quick. And it's very punchy. So it's designed to sort of help give you something that's not just a blank sheet of paper because that in itself can be a bit intimidating. But what actually are resolutions and why do we make them in December or January? It's it's sort of this natural kind of cycle that, that seems to occur where we get to the end of one year with a like oh, heavy sigh, like we made it. And then there's the Christmas things, the presents, the food, the driving around, the flying around, the all the all the gatherings. There's, there's so much to it. Um, then we kind of f- celebrate for New Year's and then fall in a heap. And then we want to actually pick up and get stuck into the year in January and try and do something. Um, and then it's it sort of all kind of kicks the gear, the year kicks into gear and off we go again. Um, so it, it can all just kind of flow and pass by without really kind of being present or in the moment. And so this is my my saying to you, just take a moment, take a breath, and just put some things down on paper. 
Um, and again, with the resolutions, I mean, we could call them goals. You could call them intentions. There's a number of different words that you can use. It really just, it's your own preference. Um, I know resolutions are typically the things that kind of happen at the beginning of, of a year. Um, but somehow when we make things at different times of the year, they're called goals. Um, so plans, whatever it happens to be. Um, but there, um, there are a few reasons why I, I see that resolutions don't often come to fruition. And I'm also speaking from experience because I am certainly one who's gone through all of these over the years. Um, but as I, as I work with clients, I do see there's a certain pattern that kind of emerges with this as well. So I'll just, I'll give you a couple of the points um, of why I see resolutions not sticking. Um, and one, there's just too many. Um, it's overwhelming to keep track of. It's you forget what they are. Um, there's just just a, a volume, and there's sort of a, in a way, there's just always so much that we want to do that we just kind of we we sort of put the whole list down without realizing that we don't need to do it all right now. There are some things that are more priority than others <laughs> um, and we need to focus more on those and give them the attention that they deserve. Um, so there's, you know, there's just volume. That's, that's the first thing that I see. Secondly, um, what I often see is that the resolutions aren't specific enough. So when, um, for example, I see a resolution about, oh, I want to lose weight or I want to be able to fit into a particular dress again. You're like, okay, um, so how much weight does that actually equate to? Um, realistically, how long will it take you to lose that weight and sort of have a particular um, metric around it? So what's the, if you're, you know, metric, it's kilograms, what particular kilogram weight do you want to be? What are you right now? So what's the gap? And then look at, how many kilos you think you can lose in a certain period of time. So it might be like half a kilo a week. Um, and that's going to ebb and flow as well. So you're not being kept to that because, you know, it depends on, you know, that time of the month, <laughs> ladies, um, how much water you've had, how much exercise you've done, uh, what you've eaten. All it's, There's a number of different things that will influence it. But you need to actually then be quite specific. I remember I am um, one of my one of my resolutions one year was to read more. And I literally went to the, the detail of writing out each of the books I wanted to read. And then how many um, chapters or pages, actually, I think I went down to, um, I thought I could manage a week. And then I broke it down to see how many, if I can only read this many pages in a week, that means that equates to these and these books because there are these many pages. And I literally had my book reading mapped out for the year. It was actually brilliant because I read all of that each that year. And then the following year, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, this is great. I'm just going to go back to reading whenever I can. And of course, I think I read maybe like three full books that year and I, I had a lot on the go at the end. So I'm actually this year, one of my resolutions is going to be go back to reading a certain number of pages and I'm going to list out the books because I have this pile of books that keeps growing that I want to read. Um, and I want to actually, and I'm going to make notes. Um, I'm actually planning on doing some um, summary videos on them. So I'm going to, I'm going to make it very intentional. Um, so that's just one of mine. Um, so that's, that's number two. So not being specific enough. Um, and then the other thing is the resolution doesn't actually mean enough to you to actually put in the consistent disciplined effort in order to see it through. So we have these arbitrary ideas that we're like, oh, I want to, I don't know, volunteer at a particular place or there's, but it might be something that a friend is doing or the, the actual organization doesn't necessarily isn't sort of susceptible or doesn't isn't set up for volunteering or there's some other reason so there's and that's just one one example but there, there could be others too um even with the losing weight you might actually want to go down one dress size not two 
Um, and then you can just incrementally do bit by bit. But unless it's something that actually means enough to you, you're not going to see it through. Because to do something different, to get a different result to what you've had before, you actually need to change some behaviors and work on the belief systems that you've got and the stories that you tell yourself. And then discipline has to kick in and you have to be consistently disciplined if you want to be able to replace any habits. So that's, it's got to mean something to you to be able to go through that much effort. Otherwise, it'll just dwindle away. So that was number three. So number four, and this is the last one, I promise I won't get too much down this path, um, is measuring, and this is something I've gotten recently out of a book that I've been reading called The Gap and the Gain, but the distance between the present moment and the goal or the resolution itself seems too difficult to achieve because there's like chasm you know, that you're focusing on the gap. It's like you're, you're trying to jump from one side of a canyon to the other and all you see is the depth and breadth of the canyon. And that's just, just woo, rather than looking behind you and going, wow, I had to come all the way from where I started to here to even like get closer to my resolution or to my goal. So rather than measuring the gains that you've made, you're focusing and, and the progress that's come along with that gain, you're focusing on the distance to your end destination. And that is that can be soul destroying, especially if it's not happening as quickly as you want it to. So that's they're the, they're the main four reasons why I see resolutions that just fall away and don't happen. And trust me, I've done all of those. Um, and it's about being conscious of them. Like anything, once you're aware of a problem or an issue, it's a lot easier to do something about it. So this is what this episode is about, is to create some awareness. Um, so for for myself, I, I like things to be simple, <laughs> um, hence the money made simple. Um, I, I don't like complexity. It just, it's it's it hurts my brain sometimes. <laughs> and um, I don't, it takes too much of my energy to focus on it. So I like simple. Um, and I like things to be specific. To be honest, it's really interesting how specificity as a concept has come up in my world over the last few weeks. I've had a number of communication, miscommunications occur because either myself or the other person wasn't specific enough in what it was that they were expecting or asking for. And I thought, geez, this, this applies to goals as well. If you're not specific enough, it's really hard to be clear on what it is that you're going to do or what you need to do, even as the first step. So, um, yeah, so simple and specific is, is really, is, is my, is my motto. Um, and then you can like grab hold of it and connect to it and work towards it. So the five steps I use, um, and there's, there's, a, there's a template which will take you through these five steps, which you can actually write um, into if you'd like to. So um, I'll put the, the link to that in the show notes. Um, but step one is to categorize your life. And by that, I mean, I call it the my life wheel. And I have eight areas in the wheel. And that's things, there's family, friends, um, physical health, mental health, spirituality, um, fun and hobbies, financial, so finances, and business or work. So they're the eight areas. They're pretty generic uh, and they're probably pretty applicable to, to anyone listening as well. Um, that's not to say that some wording might, different wording might connect with you better. Um, so in the, in the template, I do have a blank one. So I have my wheel if you want to use that, but I've also got a blank one if you want to write something else in there, if there's words that connect more with you. So that's, that's step one. So that's, that's nice and simple. Then we go into step two. 
And this is to list out. This is a retrospective. Um, So it's really important to actually, again, look how far you've actually come. So we're measuring our progress here. So that's what step two is about listing out the top three things. And there can be more. If if you've had like a really bumpy year and you want to list more than three, go for it. List 10 if you can. I just, again, it can be overwhelming to say, oh, list 10 things that have been great about your year. It's a little bit tricky sometimes to, to, once you get started, you might go. So let's just start with three. And things that you've done or achieved, things that you're grateful for, something you're happy about um, that's occurred in the last year. It could have been um, starting some sort of study that will get you where you want to go. Um, it could be finishing some sort of study that you can, had committed to. It could be um, getting a new job either in a new company or within your existing one. Um, it could be starting a side hustle. It could be all sorts of things. There's, there's so many possibilities here, but it, write them down. Don't just keep them in your head. Literally write them down. And I'm, I'm, I'm a big believer in pen and paper, like the old, old, old school. But if you want to type them, that's fine too, as long as you document it. Put it down on paper somewhere. Um, so it's really, really important. And, and if you've done this whole five-step process in the previous year, you can actually then look at the plans that you had for 2022 and you can go through and actually check off the things that you've done as you go. Because I, I do like a little bit of um, encouragement um, progressively. <laughs> so I don't like to wait till the end of the year to look back and go, oh, wow, yeah, that's right. Oh, wow, I did do all that. I tend to like looking at that every few months because sometimes you need a little bit of encouragement um, to yourself and just go, wow, you know, I actually am doing the stuff that I said I was going to do. Um, or you might need a bit of a reminder and go, you know what? You pull your socks up. You haven't done any of these yet. You've been distracted by something else. Um, get back to it. Or you go, well, why was I distracted? Maybe there's something in the distraction and I need to actually adjust my goals for the year because the distraction is actually really where I want to be because that's where I'm spending my time. So you have to have to do this for yourself and just and figure out what you consciously and deliberately want. So I know this isn't sexy, but consistency and discipline will get you where you want to go. Um, and then the clarity as part of all of that will will then help you actually then achieve the things that you want to achieve. Um, if you're unclear on the clarity side of it, I do have a lifestyle visioning meditation, which helps again with the areas of your life and the things that you want to do um, and the, the the overall vision of where you're heading. So I'll put the, the link to that in the show notes as well. But that's, that's um, it, it is a meditation. I don't know, that sounds a bit strange, but we need to try and get you out of your head a little bit and connect in with, with your heart and your soul because that's where a lot of the stuff lives and we don't connect into it very much because we're always in our heads. All right, so step two was the ref- reflective, retrospective. Step three, again, we're going to look at three areas that you're going to prioritize. So if you go back to step one and you look at the eight areas um, that I mentioned, pick three of them that you want to really focus on um, this year and make your priority. So for, and this is, this is important because you can't like focusing on eight things again, is sometimes it's a little bit too much. Um, but if say, for instance, um, you need to focus on family, you know that there's some issues happening there and you, you really need to start to, to put more focus and attention to it. You can make family a, a focus. If you know you need to get stuck into your finances and get them sorted, then put finances down. 
Um, if you want to, if you haven't been having enough fun um, and you need to, and you really want to connect back to some hobbies that you may have had in the past, and it's important to you to do that because that's where you feel creative, fulfilled and so forth. And you've just been missing that. Um, then that's really important as well. Then, then at least when you come, when stuff kind of gets thrown at you, you're like, well, does it help me achieve any of my top three? areas of life priorities and the answer is no then go okay well no no you can wait I've got these things to focus on so I'm going to focus there now so it just helps you make your decisions and they're very much connected to your core values which I talk about quite a lot as well Um, so you can use your values to help you decipher some of this stuff too Um, but getting it down is important because then once you see it you're like oh, wow, where did that come from? I I had no idea that that was such an issue for me, but it just like I had to blurt it out. Um, And there it is. Okay, let me explore that. And that's the value of doing this, taking some time for yourself and actually consciously figuring out what you want. So that was step three is priorities. Step four is then actually listing out some goals, three goals per area of your life. And I know you've got your priorities there, so we'll, you know, th- they'll still be there, but you still will need to still have a look at what goals you want to achieve in each area because some of them can be interrelated. So in some cases, your physical, men- mental, and spiritual health may actually come together. Your fun and your hobbies may actually interact with them as well. Friends and family might be able to come together and then business or work and finances can come together. So it's important to still have your goals for each of the eight areas documented. And then you can start to see perhaps some some synergies uh, where you can actually combine things together and, you know, work smarter, as they say. Um, so, yeah, so do that and keep in mind what I said before about being specific. So is, there is that concept in, in, in goal setting called SMART. Um, it's, it's a pretty old concept uh, by now, but it's still incredibly valid. And that's the, that is an acronym, which is, stands for Specific, Measurable, Achievable, Realistic, and Timely. So in that as well, I would say overlay ac- across all of that having your why attached to it. So having that meaningful. So in a way, almost measurable would be meaningful um, for me too. But that's that's one area where it doesn't really cover it. But it's still, again, that connection that you have to yourself, your values, your vision, and what you want to achieve and have some goals that are specifically going to help you get there. Um, And in terms of achievability, that is subjective um, and how realistic. Because if you talk to someone who's, you know, more on the conservative side, they'll be like, oh, that's unrealistic. And you'd be like, well, who are you to tell me what's unrealistic in my life? Um, So you still need to, to hold, like, I wouldn't, you need to, you need to do this for yourself. Because if you go talk to others, there will be a level of realism um, or reality that will get applied to it. And we don't always need to be that connected to realism. Sometimes you need a stretch goal, something that will be a little bit out of the box that will really get you going, but it'll get your heart pumping and you'll feel it um, energized and excited. So you don't want to miss out on that because it's not realistic. So just keep that in mind as well. And timely, anyways, is more making sure that it, you have a plan. And that's where the, the final step is going to come into it, is to actually look at what are the habits and beliefs that you need to, to have in order to help you achieve the, the goals you've listed out in step four. So um, they are things like you can have you can do things you can do on a daily basis, some things you can do on a weekly basis and some on a monthly. So just as an example, for daily basis, it could be something to do with like meditation or journaling or exercise. Um, they're just something you can do on a daily basis. 
on a weekly basis. It might be go to a yoga class, uh, written a certain number of um, pages in a book, <laughs> um, keep to a certain grocery budget by ordering your groceries online. Um, there's some examples on a monthly basis. It could be maybe saving or investing a certain amount for a particular like outcome that you want to achieve. Again, being specific, it could be going on a date night once a month or attending a book club because you're now reading potentially more <laughs> books. Um, so they're just some examples, but they're the things it's important to understand what behaviors and the behaviors once repeated enough can start to become habits. And those are habits that are going to support you achieving the goals. So then it all starts to work backwards. So you have your behaviors, behaviors um, become your habits, which then help you achieve your goals, which then help you achieve the priorities that you have in your life, um, which then will be something you can look back on at the end of 2023. Um, and it'll connect back to all the areas of your life that make up a holistic you, not a reactive you, a holistic, intentional, deliberate you. So, and it's, and, and the value of this is, is actually quite interesting because um, I do this sort of thing quite a bit. I do it when we go on holidays and I've, I've done it quite a lot for my daughter now that she's at school for school holidays, because there's certain, you know, chunks of time I want to be able to spend time with friends. I want to be able to do stuff on her own. Um, I wanted to be able to do stuff with her, she, just she and I, or with others. So I, I have, I have kind of buckets of things I want to do. And we had a, I had a mama daughter day the other day. And she'd um, she she'd been she'd created this little like jar thing at a resilience um, program workshop that she went to, and in it she'd written words, obviously with the help of a facilitator because she's only seven, um, of things that she'd like to do with what she calls us time, which is the on our mama daughter days, and so she had a plan for our mama daughter day. She she brought out her jar. And she started to pull out the pieces of paper and the first one she pulled out was drawing. So we made sure we made time to do some drawing. Um, we even did swimming. We went on the trampoline. We had this list of things that we wanted to do. And at the end of the day, we sat there having um, had dinner together and went, wow, we had such an awesome day. And we did all the things that we wanted to do. And it makes you kind of even more appreciative of the time you have together. And it's quality time. Like I even forgot my phone in the car when we went to the library because, well, just, yeah. And it was, it was, it wasn't there. She, the only time it kind of, I even noticed it was when she asked me to look something up and I was like, huh, I don't have my phone. Oh, well, we'll look it up later. And, you know, the world could wait. And we had some really, really nice time together. Um, so that's, that's some, that's another way you can use it. So it's, it works for all sorts of things. It's just, it's a process and you can adapt it to use it in so many different ways. Um, so this is, it's, I hope you've enjoyed this and have gotten something out of it. Uh, and if you don't already do something like this, I highly recommend it. it doesn't have to be exactly this, but something along these lines, um, using the language that works for you, um, and just, just be intentional and document it so that you can keep an eye on it, um, and not have things just randomly thrown your way. And then the years just flow by and you're going to be listening to me again in a year's time talking about 2024. Um, so let's, let's not um, speed things up too much. So like I said, um, just get stuck into it. Enjoy the festive season. Enjoy some contemplation time and some time to yourself for thinking and feeling and experiencing and being. Um, and I hope you have a lovely, lovely new year. Thanks for listening. <laughs>